the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Thursday, October the 19th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On October 19, 2010, the Pentagon directed the military to accept openly gay recruits for the first time in America's history. Today in 1781, British troops under General Lord Cornwallis, they surrendered at Yorktown, Virginia, as the American Revolution neared its end. Today in 1814, the first documented public performance of the Star Spangled Banner, it took place at the Holiday Street Theater in Baltimore. Today in 1960, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., he was arrested during a sit-down protest at a lunch counter in Atlanta, They sent him to prison for a parole violation over a traffic offense. King was released three days later following an appeal by Robert F. Kennedy. Today in 1977, the supersonic Concorde, (laughs) the disaster of disasters in aerospace. It made its first landing in New York City. Today in 1987, the stock market crashed as the Dow Jones Industrial Average plunged 508 points. At that time, that meant more than it would now because the stock market was, what, 26, 2700 at the time? Anyway, that became known today in 1987, became known as Black Monday. Today in 2016, in the third and final 2016 presidential debate, Republican Donald Trump, Associated Press says, stunned the forum in Las Vegas by refusing to say he would accept the results of the election if he were to lose. Well, that was the beginning of an ongoing story that is continuing to play out. As you're probably noticing if you watch any news or hear any news, don't believe everything you see. We're going to come back to that in a few moments. But um, some of the people that were closest to Trump during his time as president are uh, turning on him and testifying against him. Sidney Powell is the latest one. She's in the news today, the lawyer. Um, I guess that's a more more than anything else, That that is a profile of of human behavior. I don't know why these people are doing that other than maybe to get notoriety, to sell a book. Maybe there's money involved. I don't know. Daily Caller, a news organization that was co-founded by Tucker Carlson and another person, they have an exclusive story out this morning. It says Border Patrol saw a new surge in illegal immigration at the U.S.-Mexico border in September. That marked a new record for the agency, according to international agency data. Border Patrol recorded 218,777 encounters across the southern border 
in September. That's the highest on record for the month going back to at least the year 2000. September marks the end of the fiscal year 2023, meaning Border Patrol apprehensions surpassed 2 million people. 2 million people. The Biden administration announced in early October this month the construction of more southern border wall in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. Yeah, he's going to build the Trump wall for a little bit of it at least in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. He said we've got, I, I can't believe he said this, but he did. He said we've got to stem, we've got to stem the illegal surge of immigration. Well, why doesn't he do it? He's the president. Anyway, Daily Caller says in Eagle Pass, Texas, Border Patrol have been instructed to cut a, a concertina wire erected by Republican Texas uh, Governor Greg Abbott to deter illegal crossings, and it was. That area experienced a continued flow of migrants in September that largely came from Venezuela. That's the world we live in today. Our nation is out of control, I'm sorry to say, but God is in control. God is the God of all things. He is Lord of all. He is over all. He is the creator of all. Through Jesus Christ, the universe is sustained. That, that is the bottom line. And so we can look at what's happening in our world today, and we must know, and we must remind ourselves, there is somebody that is bigger than you and I and bigger than all of the things that are going on in this world. It's Almighty God who sets and reigns over the universe. He created the universe. I'm reminded often of Psalm chapter 3, verse 3. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. Yeah, he is. We can rise above what's going on in our world as discouraging, disappointing, concerning as it may be. There is a God, and he loves you, and he cares for you, and his son Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And many of you who are listening know that. Some of you may not be sure. You can be sure by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. That will transform your life. It will give you a new view on what's happening in our world today. It will replace fear with trust. Trust in God. Because he is in control. Headlines are blaring. (laughs) This is just, uh, I just cut a piece of the headlines. Biden to deliver primetime foreign policy address Thursday. That's tonight. 5 o'clock uh, east, uh, West Coast. So it's 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, he was so faulty. I, I understand. I've had jet lag myself, but I, I, I don't know. He was, he was trying to talk to the press flying home on Air Force One. He couldn't speak coherently. Most of the news organizations did not put up that interview. Some did. He couldn't speak coherently. His sentences, he didn't finish them. And he said foolish, silly little things to the press, the President of the United States. And this after he had looked as weak as the United States has ever looked in our history, I believe. 
in Israel. But he will speak to the nation tonight. I'm sure he'll be rested up and ready to go. Maybe. Another headline, White House. Satellite pics prove Israel didn't hit the hospital. (laughs) That was a little late in coming, but they're there. Iran nuke alarm. Time is up, Iran is saying. Iran is on the cusp of entering into this uh, fiasco that's going on in the Middle East. Tehran on crash course to bomb. These are headlines around the world. America evacuates embassy in Lebanon. Drone attack intercepted in Iraq. Jews hide their faith in divided London. Well, London has a Muslim mayor, among other things. Berlin synagogue firebombed. Eight French airports forced to evacuate for security reasons. Pro-Hamas extremists. Neo-Nazis flood socials to push for violence, and on and on it goes. One headline read this. Chaos erupted in Berlin. This was this morning. Chaos erupted in Berlin, leaving dozens of police officers injured as pro-Palestinian protesters took to the streets of the German capital in defiance of the local ban on such demonstrations over concerns of anti-Semitism. 174 were arrested. And would you know, the anti-Israel riot was sponsored and organized by the Youth Against Racism organization. So the Youth Against Racism organization sponsored and organized this riot against Israel and the United States. That's how screwed up our world is. Local TV was reporting on that. Even they were scratching their head over that one. I'm going to be taking off tomorrow. I won't be here live on the radio. Uh, We'll run a rerun tomorrow. I'm not going to be in the studio. I'll be back live on Monday. So um, we're not going anywhere, but I won't be able to be here tomorrow. And uh, we don't have anyone that's prepped to set in for me. Perhaps that day will come. I hope it does, but um, it hasn't. And so um, that we're comfortable with. But um, anyway, we'll run a rerun tomorrow. Don't panic. I haven't gone anywhere. Don't applaud because I haven't gone anywhere. We'll be back on Monday live. Thank you for your support. I say this often because it is very heartfelt. Sometimes people we that support us regularly cease to do so sometimes because of death. They pass away and go to be with the Lord. And obviously they're not here to support the ministry any longer. And sometimes people just write me a note and explain. This is a note from a person who's been supporting us for quite some time. It says, hello, Gary. I wanted to write you a note to let you know that I have appreciated what you do. And I trust God will keep meeting your needs. However, I have been blessed to help some other folks who are struggling to make ends meet, and I feel that that's where God wants me to give at this time. So in order to save you time and postage, I'm writing this to let you know that. God bless you and your ministry, and once I feel the current needs are being met, I can reach out again to you and your ministry. Sincerely, the person's name. Well, I appreciate that. I don't like to lose 
people who support us, but I appreciate that for a variety of reasons. And sometimes people just don't like what I've said and they get angry and they stop supporting us. But there are always people who say, hey, I found this program recently and I I, I thank you for what you're doing and it's meaningful and I've told my friends about it and those kinds of things. We hear that often and of course that's good news. We're happy to hear that. We believe in what we're doing. We wouldn't be doing it otherwise. But there is always a, a fluid aspect to our support. People beginning to support, people not supporting any longer, as this person who has been supporting us is saying very honestly, and I appreciate that. Uh, they feel led to support someone else. And I think we should all do what we feel God is leading us to do. It's very, very important that we do that. And if we do, I think everything works out just fine. So I would encourage you to, if you're not supporting this ministry and you do feel that it is valuable and uh, doing some something good, and we believe it is, and others do, but if you do, and you haven't been supporting it, just would you ask the Lord what he would have you to do, or if he would? And if so, thank you in advance for responding. And if you're listening to this program and you haven't really thought about supporting it, Maybe you could give it some thought today. We need to replace at least one person who's been supporting us regularly for quite some time. And perhaps there are others also that will need to be replaced at some point. But in any case, thank you so much for your support. We need it. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, 98009. There's a story out there this morning. King 5, in fact, has been carrying it. Been carrying a number of stories. King 5 in Seattle. It's Chris Ingalls. He's been obsessed with the Thurston County Voter Research Project, VRP. VRP is comprised of local people in Thurston County who hope to ensure elections are secure. This work includes updated voter rolls. Why doesn't he like the work the volunteers are taking on? Well, he labels them election skeptics. That's kind of in vogue now. If you can call out people, because if they have any question about the elections and the credibility of our elections, they're called names. One of them is election skeptics. And this this Chris Ingalls keeps going on and on and on about it. He's run a number of stories. They're long stories. I'm surprised King 5 gives him that much time, but apparently the station agrees with him, and he's kind of taking on this whole idea that these volunteers in Thurston County would even look into the matter of there being some discrepancies, some issues with the voting rolls. Anyway, he's labeled them election skeptics. The King Five report, uh, the one, the more recent one, notes that VRP volunteers are quote trying a new tactic to uncover cases of voter fraud in Washington. Their work is simply filing formal voter registration challenges when they see something suspicious, like a voter who doesn't live in an address that they're registered under, or someone in this country illegally because register and they're being registered to vote, and they're not citizens. Why would he be upset about that? Why would he care if these people are looking into the to the voting records to see if there are any discrepancies? Maybe he's the denier. The VRP volunteers are effectively actually doing what the election auditors are paid to do. 
So what's wrong with that? Well, the answer to that question is, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. And Chris Ingalls needs to just cool his jets. He's just trying to, I don't know, he's trying to make a name for himself or whatever, but he keeps writing negative stories or producing negative stories on King 5 about these people in Thurston County. He needs to let it go. He's going to embarrass himself. I know he doesn't listen to this program, but maybe somebody that knows him does. This isn't taking him where he thinks he wants where he thinks he wants to go. He may be winning the hearts of some of the people in downtown Seattle, but he's not winning the hearts of the people around the greater Puget Sound area. There's nothing wrong with looking for the truth. And there's nothing wrong with looking through voter files to see if there are discrepancies. There are a lot of discrepancies in the world in which we live. ABC News report led the, this breaking news, <laughs> big breaking, all capital letters. At least 500 people have been killed in a strike that targeted the Arab hospital in the middle of Gaza, according to the Gaza Health Ministry. ABC continued yesterday, the hospital served as a shelter for thousands of residents who fled their homes in northern Gaza. But as the sun rose over Gaza, fresh evidence of precisely what happened at the Baptist Hospital has emerged. And it exposes perhaps the worst wartime disinformation campaign in modern history. Yes, I mentioned this yesterday on this program. That's why we do it live. I mentioned it because it was just happening at the time. I want to come back to that for a moment. I want to take another look, and maybe a closer look, as before we move on to this hospital incident. It revealed a lot of things about a lot of people and about the times in which we live. Hamas counted on an uninformed public and a biased press to carry their lie to the world. ABC News was among the first to report, but not at all the only one. Many, many, many news organizations did. But they were the first, uh, I, I believe, at least to the best of my knowledge, they were the first to report the Israeli bombing of the hospital. However, almost all the news organizations, by yesterday afternoon, after we had talked about it on this program yesterday, they were reporting it. At least 500 people have been killed in a strike that targeted the hospital, ABC News said. The hospital was first reported to have been struck by the Gaza Health Ministry. Well, that's an organization that's controlled by Hamas. That was on Tuesday evening, their time. Almost immediately, claims of carnage and leveled buildings, at least 500 dead from the Israeli bombing, began to inundate the world press, Australia, all over the world, including American outlets like the New York Times and ABC News, CNN, Associated Press, Red State is a news, a conservative news organization. It's either owned or it's affiliated with Salem Broadcasting. But Red State said this, yet it was also immediately clear that things weren't adding up. In my initial write-up, this writer says, I noticed several bits of information that would lead one to believe it was actually a rocket fired from Gaza that misfired and fell short. Shortly after publishing that piece, video evidence emerged and it was, wasn't from the Israelis. So this guy claims that he said it, and he probably did, said it right out of the, the shoot. He was saying that in, to his audience. Rather, it was a live broadcast that occurred uh, on Al Jazeera 
and it included a timestamp, which that that's a they on the Chiron on a TV uh, on a TV picture. There's a there's a time that runs on those, and if you if you grab a a, a picture off the screen by cell phone whatever, um, you you can time snap stamp things, and that can be proof that it this was on say ABC at a given time, and it's pretty strong evidence. I mean it. Even in a court of law, they they look at that. So anyway, that's what he's talking about. But anyway, he said this rocket was fired from Gaza. It exploded in midair. Then it fell down onto the hospital grounds. He said by early Wednesday morning, more proof had emerged, including an intercepted conversation between jihadists um, admitting that a rocket had misfired near the hospital and caused the damage. We have, um, I wrote an article on this today on our website, faithandfreedom.us. That's faith and then A-N-D, freedom. That's all one word, dot U-S. And I wrote an article about this today, and I included in it that piece. You can actually go on our website and look at my, what I wrote, and which we're talking about now. And I included that uh, interception of that, of that conversation, and, and it shows the English fonts on the bottom of the picture. And these two uh, guys are talking. <laughs> these Hamas guys are talking, and they're saying, they're, they're saying they're, they're, that this rocket fell, and they're blaming Israel. And you can tell by the expression kind of, of what they're talking about that they, want it to, they, they don't want to in any way detour this message that Israel had bombed this hospital, but there was it really well. How do you know it? Did, you know how do you know it's ours and so on? It's kind of an interesting exchange, and I included that on our our website today, so you can check that out if you want to. Anyway, by Wednesday, yesterday, more proof had emerged, including an intercepted conversation, which I just told you about. You can listen to it between Hamas operatives, and they're discussing this failed Islamic Jihad rocket launch, and. Uh, Anyway, it quickly became apparent that Hamas had lied and the world press reported the lie, misleading the world. The Israeli defense forces came out. They said media outlets around the globe were quick to run Hamas's headlines without fact-checking. That was very true. We know that an Islamic Jihad rocket aimed at Israel misfired and hit the hospital in Gaza. It didn't actually hit the hospital. It hit the hospital. Um, it, I guess some of the shrapnel hit the building, but it didn't. It didn't. The building wasn't flattened or even impaired, really. And it hit the parking lot, and a few cars were burned up. I mean, if it's your car, that's a big deal. But in 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 the perspective of this, it, it isn't. But the 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 news organizations that ran with this story are. are kind of stunning to me. I mean, I wasn't surprised to see CNN. They ran the headline, Hundreds Killed in Israel Strike on Gaza Hospital, Palestinian officials say. Even the Wall Street Journal, and I have a lot of confidence in the Wall Street Journal most of the time. The Wall Street Journal carried this headline, Israeli airstrike on Gaza Hospital kills more than 500 Palestinian, or more than 500 Palestinian officials say. Deadly... A deadly blast comes hours before President Biden's scheduled to arrive in Israel and so on. That's the Wall Street Journal. They should know better than that. Associated Press says Hamas says Israeli airstrike on Gaza hospital kills hundreds as Biden heads to the Mideast. The Los Angeles Times 
at least 500 killed in Israeli airstrike on Gaza City Hospital. And on and on it goes. It's interesting, though, how light dispels darkness. All this information would have been enough to expose the lie, but as daylight entered the area and the sun came up as it does, what we saw at the hospital was shocking. The hospital wasn't bombed. An Hamas-launched rocket fell into the parking lot. Some reports say it was a failed rocket launch. Some say it was intercepted in the air by Israel, shot down automatically with their defense system. But in either case, it wasn't from Israel. Here's what is certain. The hospital is standing. It was not bombed. And it's also certain that we have to be very, very careful of where and by whom we're led. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15, verse 14, Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. That's a quote from Jesus. That's a certain quote. The biased press led the uninformed world into the ditch. Regarding this hospital, how many other things are they leading us into the ditch over? Many. This targeted disinformation campaign ran its way around the globe. It parroted by the most prominent news outlets, causing violence in multiple countries. That violence is still ongoing. Last night they were rioting in Berlin in particular, but France and Australia and all over the world because the Jews bombed a hospital that they didn't bomb. All around the world, the violence is going on in Western embassies, consulates under the attack are Lebanon, Turkey, Jordan, as I said, Australia, Asia, I mean, everywhere. Even a former Canadian MP, uh, formerly in in government, he he said, Israel's bombing of the hospital confirms they do not have the right to exist. That's a Canadian. (laughs) They don't have the right to exist. It was all based on a lie told by a terrorist organization. It's amazing. Where is the accountability? There isn't any. The news will move on today. By this weekend, it'll be what? Now, what hospital are we talking about? As far as the press is concerned. In my view, the idea of President Biden going to the Middle East at this time was very foolish in the first place. We all understand that it was intended to save his presidency, win the next election, look look like a world leader, show American strength. He was weak and wobbly. We're told that Biden will went there to support Israel, while at the same time his spokesman declares he was going there to ask Israel some, I'm quoting him, tough questions. Why would he be going there to support him and ask him tough questions? He should be there and say, hey, we're with you. He should know in advance whether he's with Israel or not. In his speech, he kept chiding Israel for its long response, suggested that Israel is not upholding Western values, although he couches it in kind of softer terms. Journalist David Strom, he wrote this. He said Arab leaders are all canceling on him, refusing to meet the president, proving that he too is weak to command to respect of the respect of the Arab partners in the region, when even Jordan about his, about as moderate an Arab country as you can find, won't even grant the courtesy of a meeting with the President of the United States. 
we look extremely weak. The blind has led the blind into the ditch. Thank you for being with me today. I'll see you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.